السماء وقلبها عرف الضياء Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to yet another episode of Living in His Verses. And today we are going to be talking about friendships. Our ayah of today comes from Surah Az-Zukhruf, ayah number 67. This ayah says, On that day, friends will be one another enemies, except for the God-conscious. So we'll be just talking about friendships, what it means to you, what it means to me. I just want you to reflect with me. on several ayahs actually and maybe a few hadiths and a little bit of a personal story from me so let me start with the personal story so this was the first year of med school when i was meeting one of my best friends and this is how the conversation went so i was a very i was very bubbly in first year so excited and as i told you last episode i was not much into din and things like that so i've always struggled with pinning of the hijab that was back then i just used to put it on my head and that was it so this bubbly first year girl who's so excited about life about medicine about new friends i was going all the way from one side of the lecture hall to all the way to the other to talk to another girl who we had just started being friends and uh, we just clicking you know so she happened to have this very very close friend of hers who they used to walk everywhere together So this friend of hers will now become one of my best friends but I just want to give you a picture of what her first words were to me. Her name is Samira by the way and she happens to be one of my few listeners from the UK because she relocated there and this broke my heart. Anyway, this is another story for another day. I'm just trying to give you guys a picture, just bring you along back in time with me when I was meeting my first my very first one of my very first close friends. Let me say that. So I was going to talk to her other friend, yeah, who we were clicking and yeah. So when I was there, a confident me just walking all over the lecture hall. Then I went all the way. They used to sit in the very fast, uh, what is it called, the bench. So I just started talking to Kalsod. I didn't even mind Samira. I didn't even. I don't think I even knew her name. So I was just talking to Kalsod and uh, yeah. Then Samira turns. I don't know if I kind of pictured as though she was envious, maybe, <laughs> of me talking to Kalsod, because um, they used to do everything together. They used to walk everywhere together, and uh, me and Kalsod were really clicking. You know, even her mom was saying, "You need to look for Muna. I think she's like one of our relatives. The way she looks like, like you." Anyway, so. uh there I was just talking to Carlson and not even minding Samira and then she turns towards me and tells me excuse me can you pin your hijab and I was like oh okay excuse me what you know in my head I think she said it with so much attitude <laughs> and she swears she didn't say it with attitude but uh, she even doesn't remember this conversation by the way and there's a time we even sat down with Carlson and her and I was like by the way Carlson do you remember that the way Samira told me about my hijab and the way she was so standoffish 
And Kanson was like, yeah, by the way, that's what you did. And until today, Samira swears that she did not do it like that. She can't even remember the conversation. But yeah, Carlson moved uh, moved out. She re- also relocated to Europe, I think. And uh, it's been many years. She lost contact with everybody. And um, the past few years, actually, I was trying to reconnect with her because she's just one of those friends, you know. So she completely dropped off the face of the world. So I I remember looking for her cousins, asking her where is Kalsod, and then they're telling me she relocated, she relocated and we don't even have her contacts. So yeah, until last year, 2022, when I went for Umrah, alhamdulillah. And that same day, I decided, let me pray in a different corner of the masjid. This was in Haram. This is, um, yeah, so I just prayed there and I even left my shoes at a different gate, like. So when I finished, that was Asr, I think. I finished, I decided to walk a different route to go get my shoes. This was not the route that I was used to. So when I was uh, walking, I saw this familiar face finishing to pray. And then I just sat next to her and I was like, oh my God, that's Kalsod. Kalsan had dropped off the face of the world and yeah, it was it was a beautiful reconnection and the fact that we met after so many years of me trying to to connect with her. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, that's a story for another day. Back to Samira. So Samira told me, excuse me, can you put on your hijab well with that attitude? <laughs> and uh, that was the start of a very, very beautiful relationship. And uh, I thank God for her. Anyway, so let's go back to talking about friends. That was a bit of my backstory. Friendships of the pious are friendships for the sake of Allah. You may ask, like, what is friendship for the sake of Allah? Is it when we sit down and talk about dunya, that's not friendship for the sake of Allah? From my limited understanding, I think friendship for the sake of Allah is where somebody reminds you, reminds you of what is your duty towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his right upon you, reminds you of the good that you need to do, and is not scared to tell you, by the way, can you put on your hijab nicely? You know, <laughs> of course not with attitude, but uh, someone who's not afraid to tell you where you're going wrong. Someone who's original, someone who's being real with you when you go wrong. And I think it takes a lot of energy, a lot of guts for someone to just be authentic and genuine. Another definition of friendship, according to me, is uh, sharing life. I found out that by the time someone doesn't know what's going on in your life, can you really say that that person is a friend to you? And uh, by this I mean... Whatever that's bothering you, whatever that's going on, are you confident enough to tell this person your fears, your hopes? If something happens that excites you, are you able to call this person and tell him or her? And are they able to to celebrate in your joy? So as we're going through this episode, I want you to just sit and reflect. Look at the list of all the names that pop in your head and try to reclassify people because we tend to have this this habit of saying friend, 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 when people really are more of acquaintances than friends. 
And I want us to also look at this from a different perspective because on this ayah, Allah tells us, friends will be one another enemies except for the God conscious, the ones who have taqwa. And in another ayah, Allah tells us, this is in Surah Al-Furqan, ayah number 28, where Allah tells us how someone will be saying, once we are now in the akhirah, someone will be saying, woe to me, I wish I had not taken so and so as a friend. All these ayahs can show you how friends actually impact our lives, what kind of influence they have over us. So I just want us to sit, take a minute, maybe even pause this, just think about who your friends are, how do they influence you, do they influence you towards good, do they influence you towards evil, and they may not really influence you towards evil, but maybe when you're around them, you, you, you tend to do the things that you said you will not do. The easiest that can pop in my head is maybe listening to music <clears throat> or uh, gossiping or things like that. Anything that will just be corrupting your soul. So let's have a look at another ayah. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a cold. In uh, Surah As-Safat, ayah number 51 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also paints for us a picture of what is going to happen in the Akhirah, where, where one of the inhabitants of Jannah will be narrating a story to the other companions in Jannah, and he will be reflecting and remembering that he had a friend. Let me just read the ayah. So the ayah goes like this. A speaker among them will say, Indeed, I had a companion. The next ayah. Now I'm just going to read uh, the next ayahs. Who would say, Are you indeed of those who believe that when we have died and become dust and bones, will we indeed be recompensed? When we have died and become dust and bones, are we indeed to be resurrected? And our forefathers as well? Say yes, and you will be rendered contem contemptible. It should be one shout, and at once they will be observing. So this verse talks about uh, one of the inhabitants of heaven, just relating to the others that he had a friend in this world. The friend he's talking about was someone who did not believe in resurrection and the hereafter. And he asks the inhabitants of heaven if they can see into hell and find his friend and see what state he is in. So he himself gains the ability to see into hell and finds his friend. He tells his friend that he was so close to destroying him too, as he had, as he had been destroyed and uh, falling to where he is now. However, it was only God's grace, guidance, and help that avoided this inhabitant from such a similar fate. So you can see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala paints for us this picture, this conversation that is happening when one of the inhabitants of Jannah is just narrating how he was so close to sleep into hellfire just because of the influence of a friend. Allah, in his wisdom, chose these ayahs to just help us understand the influence friends may have over us. I think there's also a hadith, I don't have it here, but uh, it says the way we are basically a sum of the people we hang out with. The way if you enter a room that has perfume, your clothes will leave smelling nice. And if you enter a place where it smells bad, um, like uh, you'll smell bad also. Please check on the exact hadith. But I think it talks about that, basically how people around you tend to influence your actions, your thoughts, your ideas, 
And it, it's usually so silent that you're not even able to tell at what point did you change? At what point did you start taking up their ideas and turning them into actions? And uh, for you to be able to even realize this is uh, a uh, blessing because most of the time, as I said, it's usually so silent. It creeps into our hearts and before we know it, we become one of them. And we don't even see that there's a problem in the way we've become one of them. One of them meaning like taking up habits that you would never have thought you would years ago. So my advice to myself first and to everyone who's listening is just to sit down and do a reflection on who your friends are. How do they influence you? Do they influence you towards good? Good may also be like in this world, we need people who will push us in achieving our dreams and desires and people who will comfort us. <clears throat> also, when we're going through difficult times, and most importantly, people who will remind us of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, just uh, an ayah, I've just remembered an ayah from Surah Tawbah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us how Abu Bakr alayhi salam and Muhammad alayhi salam were in the cave, and uh, Abu Bakr alayhi salam was so scared and he kept on he kept on moving from the left to the right in front of the prophet behind him he was just scared that anything will come and uh, maybe harm the prophet and you can see that intense love that he had for the prophet and that worry and anxiety that he had that they will be discovered when they were hiding in the cave until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even mentions mentions this in the Quran for us where he says I'm just reading a part of the ayah when they were in the cave and he, Muhammad sallallahu said to his companion, Do not grieve, indeed Allah is with us. And, and Allah sent down his tranquility upon him <clears throat> and supported him with soldiers, that is angels, which you did not see. So you can see how the Prophet sallallahu provided such comfort to Abu Bakr salam, and how Abu Bakr was there, very worried, very... You can see this, this intense love that he had just so scared that anything will happen to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So uh, my reminder is just to to look at the kind of friends we have. Are they friends that we can rely on both in this dunya and we can also count on them to be among the ones who will still be friends within the Akhirah? That is, are we God conscious together? Are we reminding ourselves to do what we are meant to do in terms of uh, Salah, Quran, everything, <coughs> sorry, everything that we discussed about maybe even last week? And now this is a hadith. It was narrated by Amr ibn Abasa. The Prophet wasallam said, Allah said, My love is a right upon those who befriend each other for my sake. My love is a right upon those who defend each other for my sake. Also remember, among the ones who will be under the arsh are the ones who will be friends for Allah's sake. Also, before I forget... Uh, I just wanted to put this as a reminder to everybody. I think there's this whole thing about cutting out uh, negative or toxic people and things like that. It's like a wave. And um, if not done correctly, it may leave people being very lonely. I think it's uh, very good and important to have difficult conversations. Don't just cut off your friends because there's this uh, thing that they said or they did without giving them a chance. Because... People are not angels. They may not know that you're hurting. And if you give them a chance, because I believe that every good friend you had 
good times with them yeah it's only it's only right for them for you to tell them that by the way this and this thing you said or you did really hurt me or really bothered me and i'd like us to discuss about it rather than just assuming that this person knew what they did and then just cutting them off i know this just this is just an insight from nowhere it seems like it's from nowhere but i think it's important for us to have healthy conversations have healthy friendships avoid cutting people off just because they did something because you know at the end of the day we are all humans and uh, yeah basically let's try and our best to be good friends to the friends that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with remember in my other episode where we were discussing rizq I remember mentioning good friends as a form of risk because they give you the comfort, the love. In fact, they are an extension of the love of Allah because Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala places love for for you in their hearts. So, take care of this love. Also, remember in this day and age, it may be quite possible that it's difficult to meet up with your friends. So, look at what you surround yourself with because our books can also be companions what we watch can also be companions and all this have an influence in your internal thoughts in your desires so if uh, if you are not really relating to this topic for friendship because maybe you're too busy and you maybe rarely get in touch with your friends as you used to i'd want you to look at this from a different perspective who or what do you surround yourself with other than maybe your family when you're looking down in your phone what kind of videos are you watching what kind of books are you consuming because all these are the companions of your internal thoughts they they kind of form and mold what you think i want to finish off here by just reading something i read from a book called hatch therapy where it's a book about tazkia purification of the soul so it goes like this The heart is like a mill that never stops working and our senses collect the grains for it if what the senses gather is wholesome then the heart gives nutritious products but if the senses collect rocks and glass the mill can only grind and produce crushed rocks and glass so our friends or our companions they usually feed into our senses they influence what we see what we hear even what we eat and consume so they are a direct input into what is inside our hearts and also remember that each sin starts as a passing thought that is uh, called a qatra we either reject it or we let it in and if we let it in it will turn into a recurring whisper a waswasa and this thought can easily start as something maybe someone told you that they did that's why even publication of sins is not allowed in islam So it can start as a passing thought oh so and so did this and maybe you're influenced by your own desires because we all have these internal desires that we need to fight so it will start as a passing thought and then if we entertain that thought it will easily become a whisper a waswasa and once a waswasa develops inside you are advised to seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it will persist and now you'll start having internal conversations about that whole thing that your nafs desires and remember our nafs has been created to desire 
So if this thought is not rejected at that stage, it will easily become an act which we are inclined to do. It's it's almost like you have to do it. And at this point, you may not even have control over it. So uh, once it becomes an act, the final step is just to commit. So for us to be able to stop this cycle of it, of this sin, we have to look at what are we feeding our senses in? What are we feeding our thoughts? And who is influencing our thoughts? Who are our companions? So let me finish this episode by reading Surah Al-Asr. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Wal-Asr by time. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Indeed, mankind is in loss. Illa al-ladheena amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawasaw bil-haq wa tawasaw bil-sabr. Except for those who have believed and done righteous deeds and advised each other to truth and advised each other to patience. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.